Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. I want to thank everyone for listening, including those of you who have a FISA warrant and are tapping in before this even goes up at weeklystandard.com. Steve Hayes knows all about this. And as you know, it pains me, Hayes, to say anything nice about you, but I think you have the best piece about this whole Donald Trump FISA mess I've seen anywhere at weeklystandard.com today. Oh, well, thank you. I'll, I'll leave a couple of cigars in your office to pay you back for making that nice, nice uh, comment. And it involved work, which is something that apparently almost nobody in the journalism world has done, actually sitting down, <laughs> looking at what we know, what's been reported, what what is sourced. So tell us, let's start with, I want to start with a big question. I've been mocking this Trump claim as total Trump lunacy. Am I wrong? Could there really be a there there? Well, I think it depends which Trump claim you're talking about, right? I mean, if if you're talking about Trump's claim that the president of the United States, Barack Obama, ordered Trump Tower wiretapped, I think that's pretty close to total lunacy. I think there's virtually no chance that that's accurate. If what Trump meant by that, because remember, we're told always that we should not take Trump literally, we should only take him seriously. If what he meant by that instead was the Obama administration or parts of it or the national security bureaucracy was looking into ties between Trump and Russia and may have in the course of that investigation um, issued FISA warrants to wiretap Trump associates or business partners or campaign officials or what have you. Yeah, I think that's entirely possible. Having said all that, what we know about what Trump said on Saturday morning is that when he sent those tweets, he didn't know what the truth was. <laughs> and that's a pretty amazing uh, thing to say about the president of the United States. So where did Trump get this first notion that there was some sort of surveillance that may have reached into the hallways of Trump Tower? Well, I mean, look, there have been media reports suggesting that um, really going back months, there was a, a big story that posted on election eve 1018 on November 7th. So just a couple of hours before people went to vote in, in Dixville Notch, New Hampshire, um, that said the FBI had obtained these FISA warrants in mid-October and that Trump was under an active uh, investigation. That piece was published in, in Heat Street. And I think a lot of the reporting since then has been based um, in part on, on that piece. I would say I'm skeptical of some of the reporting in that piece, in part because of the way that the the uh, sourcing was um, was attributed. It was sourced to two sources with links to the U.S. intelligence community, which feels like pretty thin sourcing. Um, and then the author of the, the piece, who's written some good things, um, she's very strong anti-Trump voice had been before the election remained so after the election uh louise mensch um has argued that this is sort of part of a bigger conspiracy to that included killing andrew breitbart to elevate steve bannon in the breitbart universe and that bannon then went and helped run brexit which led him to trump and i mean there's a there's a whole sort of broader conspiracy that that she paints and i just don't think she presents a ton of evidence to support that so that's been the basis of not all of, of this, but some of this. From there, you have a Guardian piece that seems to affirm part of uh, the claim that there was a June application for a, a, a FISA 
warrant, but not the October application. There are a couple of New York Times stories that are certainly suggestive that there was a broader campaign from the intelligence community, maybe directed by Obama administration officials uh, to target Trump on uh, or his associates on national security grounds. So there is some reporting that backs up some of the claims that that people have been making, but nowhere near what President Trump said on Saturday morning. I noticed that you get a shout out for Dixville Notch. All the cool political kids follow Hart's location, New Hampshire, uh, these days. So you're nice. You're out of the. I'm loop. late. Exactly, you're out of the loop on that. Showing one. my age. But I want to. Uh, you, you mentioned the possible and impossible. Something that you point out in your weekly standard piece is that there's a context that raises legitimate questions about an inappropriate willingness inside Team Obama to use political power and the tools of governance for partisan purposes. The first one I thought of being, you know, involved in the Tea Party was, of course, the IRS attacking Trump opponents. But you mentioned uh, some other instances, for example, in the world of journalism. Well, I mean, this is where we have this huge divide. I mean, this is a divide. This isn't new. You and I have talked about this before. I mean, this is where we have this huge divide in the country where you have reporters who read the kinds of things that that Trump said in his exaggerated hyperbolic form on Twitter at 630 in the morning on Saturday morning. And, And their response is not only is the substance of what Trump is suggesting absurd on its face, but it could never be true because Team Obama would never engage in this kind of politicized behavior. And there's, I think, a working assumption on the part of many in the press that Team Obama was largely pursuing the right policy ends and was doing so um, almost all the time telling the truth. And obviously, conservatives have a very different view. I spent a fair amount of uh, the last eight years reporting on the Obama administration's efforts to politicize intelligence. And there are a number of different um, points that we could we could highlight or or uh, emphasize to, to make that case, whether we're talking about the bin Laden documents, whether we're talking about Benghazi, whether we're talking about the president's case before the 2012 elections, that Al Qaeda was decimated and Al Qaeda was on the run when we had some intelligence that was pointing us in exactly the other direction, whether you're talking about the ISIS intelligence manipulation, whether you're talking about executive overreach uh, by the Obama Justice Department and doing things like like seizing the phone records uh, of Associated Press reporters and editors, as uh, the Justice Department did in 2013, or whether you're talking about uh, looking at James Rosen, my Fox News colleague, as a criminal co-conspirator in a leak investigation. I mean, the Obama administration politicized these kinds of things, I would argue, with, with some regularity over the course of the eight years and particularly over the the past four years, the IRS uh, investigation or the IRS scandal uh, being one such instance. And I think most journalists would say, well, yeah, but you guys could never really make the case that the IRS, uh, the IRS irregularities were dictated or run by the White House or that the White House really even knew anything. And of course, my response would be maybe we couldn't, but we certainly knew that it was improper because uh, Lois Lerner stood up and announced that it was improper when she first disclosed it, uh, said it was inappropriate, number one. And number two, part of the reason that I think we didn't get more disclosure on this was because the media didn't pay more attention to it. Right. So you have this sort of circular reasoning. So uh, to sum up, it's not 
inconceivable, at least in my mind, that the Obama administration was up to some funny business. And in fact, you have a New York Times story that in which you have Obama administrations anonymously boasting that they had left breadcrumbs for investigators to pick up on, to look at Trump world's ties to Russia. So we know that some people in Obama world or the Obama administration, maybe the intelligence community, were doing this and doing this on purpose. The question is, how much how many people were doing this? Was this a big campaign? Were they doing it for political reasons or because they had genuine national security concerns? And what, if anything, that the president said can actually be substantiated by fact? And again, at this point, there's not a ton that he said on Saturday that can actually be supported. So the last question, and I want a short answer to this, the line on the Trump bad behaviors side right now is if you can find that Trump campaign people were coordinating with the Russians to influence the election, that's to me the bright line. That's where it goes to a different arena. What is the flip side for Obama world? Is it Obama himself got on the phone and said, hey, I, I know somebody who needs a FISA warrant or is some, you know, where, where would you say if if we find evidence of X, then the Obama administration is in trouble? Or, I mean, or, certainly, or pays a price, I should say. Certainly, if anybody in the White House was directing these kinds of, of inquiries, I think that would, at the very least, raise questions. If, say, Susan Rice or some of her deputies were directing these inquiries or, or requesting um, an expansion of NSA collection, for instance, um, that would, at the very least, raise some, some questions. Um, but let me just end with, with a broad observation about this whole thing. What I think we're seeing unfold right now is an elaborate game of telephone. And it's mostly happening behind the scenes where you have any of a number of people passing on messages and sometimes passing on messages and communicating in a circular fashion, repeating things that go round and round the circle. And a, a stunning number of people don't have any idea what the ground truth is on this stuff. And so you're seeing that speculation behind the scenes and then occasionally it sort of pops into public view. So just as a, as a general guiding principle, be wary of pretty much anything and everything you read or, or you see in the news. And it's important to just wait for the facts to come out. Now that, you know, this is a 24 seven news cycle and we'd all like the facts to be out right now. And we'd like to know the, the final truth immediately. But I think it's probably likely to play out for a much longer time, and it's going to be a painstaking process to get to that truth, to sort of excavate um, that truth and and identify it and, and then figure out what we do from there. Once again, so old school. I'm just going to condemn everyone as guilty from the beginning and go on from there. Steve Hayes, thanks for joining us for the podcast. I appreciate it. You bet. Thanks, Michael. You've been listening to the Weekly Standard Podcast. Please be sure to go to weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates right there on the podcast page. Better still, subscribe to the Weekly Standard Podcast at iTunes.com. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Michael Graham.